Say that too, like, we're testing our intro. Welcome to the... <laughs> How's everybody doing? My name is Deshaun Butler. Kevin Jones. John Flowers. And we are the Final, the Final, Final Forecast. Four. Podcast. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to my guy. He's not here anymore. RIP my guy Rick from the podcast. Once again, I just want to let everybody know. Quarter Black, Quarter Black is not here anymore. So this is for my guy Rick once again. People, this is where Rick, Ricky and the guy in the story gets shot in the back. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad you guys could join us. This is going to be a very eventful day. We have an amazing guest coming in later on. I don't know if you heard of him. He was the uh, number eight pick in the NBA draft. He's dunked on everybody, including me, my mom, my dad, <laughs> numerous people, numerous other. Never, anyway, Joe Alexander. Joe He'll Alexander be coming in later on today. So. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited. I'm very aroused. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. What I mean, never mind. Anyway. Okay. Just Let's that. just skip that. Let's skip, skip that, that portion. Boy. Forgive me, people. Anyway. Yo, my back is killing me, yo. What were like, you doing for your back to hurt? I don't know. Like, for some reason, like, I just woke up. My know. back was hurting today. But you don't know. Need some, any remedies for that? A heating pad, honestly. Uh, I hear icy, icy hot. I see look works. at a couple shot commercials. Well, my, like, people are, usually my people are from Louisiana, the country. Shout out to the boot. Uh... We sleep on the floor when your back hurts down. Really? Anyone ever heard of it? Feels that? like that's yes. a stiffener in a sense. But don't worry about it. I feel like but it works. listening to those old That's counterproductive. Very counterproductive. No, it actually does work. Chiropractors oh. recommend sleeping on something. Thank firm. you. It doesn't work. I have a slip disc in my back when I'm sleeping on the floor. Let's <laughs> keep passing well, there's off. a big difference in Let's my back is sore. Passing off false information on this show. We have fans that need us. You can't do that stuff. Yo, and then I'm coming in the neighborhood today, and Deshaun's driving like a bat out of hell. Once again, Can we talk about Deshaun's driving skills for a second here? That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> nah, I'm not even going to do that. No, no, no. That's cool. No, no, no. This is real life. This is real life. This is real life. We're not going to. Then I'll, I'll make my point for John right, driving okay, down so... the middle of the road today. <laughs> All right, so. Of okay. a speed bump. It's a middle of the road. It's two sides to a road. No, there's not two sides. It is. It's only two sides to the road if there's a line in between. There's no line in between. So you just drive on the left side of the road and you blame me for bad driving. For flying down the neighborhood. There's kids in there. I don't have a license. Exactly. You flew over the speed. No, I hit a speed bump. There are speed bumps. Yeah, this car was airborne. It's kind of hard to fly because I would be in the air. He jumped. airborne. He jumped exactly. the speed I was airborne. Bar. I was Ferris Bueller <laughs> airborne. <laughs> Duke's a hazard. Idiot. Anyway, continue the story about how I Wait, backed into who? Kevin's car. Yeah. Well, no, I, I wasn't in my car. Is my wife's oh, car. Excuse me. But um, car deck. Oh. Yeah, it was a. Uh, he was parked behind Deshaun. Uh, he had no illegally. Idea. Illegally. Wrong. <laughs> Street. All right. Now, now it's all right. I'm, still, already, take, I'm already, still taking the blame here. Yeah, yeah. You already took ownership in it. I took ownership. But um, that's what's yeah, up. she didn't. He didn't see the car. Backed into it. That's and a lot yeah. of damage. Yeah. Now, the, now the, it's in the shop right now. To but the he took Audi. care of it. He's a great damage. guy. He took, <laughs> a lot of damage. It was a lot of damage though. So are we Smidge saying? Bumper. Are we saying Deshaun's a bad driver? He is. I didn't say that. Day, you're all right. My first accident. Second accident in my life. Second. Second. But if somebody did say it. When I ripped oh, my uh, I ripped my mirror from the side of uh, that's where we were staying at uh, by the football stadium. At the frat house. Yeah. Oh, that's that what the happened. first. And that was their first car, that was right? Like first. That was your first. So tell, what tell happened? That story. For those of us that don't know, what tell happened? Uh, well, I wasn't used to uh, driving cars with the uh, 
the uh, what do you call it the rear view mirror stuff that's like right there like in front of you oh yeah so for whatever reason I was looking this way mm-hmm. and because I don't have that my everyday car in uh, Europe so once again as I'm backing up doing this mm-hmm. I scratch heavily scratch crunch the side uh, rear the, not a rear view mirror but the side uh, mirror yeah yeah, it was a terrible day. It was my first time actually having a car, so it was like within a month. This that was happened. this is when Deshaun got drafted and he went out and got a fancy car. No, this <gasps> yeah, I wouldn't call it fancy. It's pretty nice. It's a family car. It's pretty nice. Still, ni- it's a, a nice family. car. You and you actually, I have a mom and dad and numerous relatives, they so around. I do have a family. They weren't mortgage. They could be around. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure. It was I a guess nice that car. Doesn't matter to it, you. It was a our nice car. Doesn't matter to you. I don't have a family. <laughs> Screw your family. <laughs> exactly, basically. It was a beautiful car, and you anyway. rocked it on the first day. Okay. And can we it was talk fixed about, once again? Can we talk about, uh, I wouldn't call Deshaun a bad driver, but he's not reliable. Can we talk about my freshman year when I first got here? That wasn't my left. car. No, 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 no. That wasn't my car. All right, can I finish the story? I know. Let's continue. All right, can I? All right. <laughs> don't touch me. But <laughs> he, he left me. We were supposed to have weights at 7 o'clock in the morning. This is my first two weeks here. And he forgot to pick me up to go to weights. Wow. So I had to run from <laughs> Pierpont all the way to the Coliseum. Were you and late? I still was late. And I still had to do. Can I ask you a question? Oh can I ask you a question? Wow. Running He's right. No, no, He's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. No, no. Yes. All right, good. Okay. I'll finish the story. No, no. Yeah, so I, I had yeah. to. So I, I got punished anyway for even giving the effort to come in. Two punishments. And no, and, and from that day on, I knew I couldn't trust Deshaun. Just Never can't be trusted. Him for a ride again. <laughs> I just gave him a ride a couple weeks ago. Uh, and who gave you a ride to the airport? You did. The yeah. unreliable guy. I mean, Listen, <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you, I mean, it's just I mean, the narrative that's painted here. Now, mind you, it's not like I left him and went to work out. I wasn't there before him. Mm-hmm. I had woke up late, so I was there 30 minutes after him anyway. So, I got you. Granted, mm-hmm. I, and I took ownership for that as well. But he still got in trouble. That's did you do the punishment with him? No, My punishment more. was extremely separate than his. He did more. No. He did more. He did Which more. Oh, y'all both was late. Yeah. Oh. He got there before me, and he was late. And I was 20 minutes after him. Oh. Well, then you can't be labeled unreliable if there's just this one time, right? Oh, sounds familiar. I, I, I mean, we'll stop ganging up one day. No, no, let's right, keep right. it up. Nah. I got no, stories no, no, no. to tell, too. That was it. <laughs> I got a ton of them. Nah. Let's start by Vegas. <laughs> I got a couple. I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking, people. Yeah. There's nothing going on here. Just a joke. Yeah, right. Okay. I think you should tell that story. Anyway, let's skip let's skip a couple pages here. Um John, why was your back hurting again? Actually I said skip. Let's go back a couple pages, excuse me. Yeah, backwards. I I woke up, my back was So who told you that like why would you think that slipping on the floor helps? Like I heard down south they like to put potatoes and stuff like on people's backs. Yeah, I heard that too. Like you brought potatoes on your knees. For real? Yeah, Yeah. that's probably where I heard it from. Where's she from? She's from somewhere in the south. Uh, somewhere in the deep south. Deep south. Potato. Explain the potato situation. We're <coughs> yeah, talking like cut potato, raw like, potato, like right on the back. Apparently, like, you put you cut a potato, correct? Uh huh. And you were to put it in the area that's bothering you, and if you let it sit there overnight, apparently this superhuman potato could um basically uh, get all of your pain or all of whatever fevers, things like that. Uh huh. Takes it all away, and when a potato's brown. Usually the person's better, apparently. What are some other down south remedies? Oh man. <laughs> Jeez. Sounds man. like uh like old wives' tales or something. You know what I mean? Like myths that people believe. If you believe it works, it will work. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. This is a bunch you ever, of no one's ever tried the potato thing, just heard it, never I've tried it. I've tried it during a fever because John, go one of my home, put mom. a raw potato on your back. Let us know how it I remember goes. hugs told Darius to go sleep in the snow. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like sleep in the snow. You'll feel way better. <laughs> When you die. 
what? <laughs> when you get hypothermia. Or It'd be great. Terrible advice. He should have told you that when we lost oh, wow. my junior really? year because okay. of your great so, performance. So is that what we're doing now? Nope. Have right. you guys ever tried any alternative things for your injuries? Never. Nope. You... Straight Western medicine. We're doing it by the yeah, docs. Bro. Everybody's all night cold and day cold up over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very simple. Simple life. We believe in chemicals. Yeah, you can me? I love the uh, U.S. drugs. They're great. They work. Yeah, the legal ones. Ladies and gentlemen, with the eighth pick in uh, the what up? 2012 <laughs> NBA draft, yes. Joe Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> How you been, man? Chilling. Yeah. You had a big year this year, right? Uh, Playing in Israel. Yeah, it was a good year. Yeah. <laughs> Went to the finals. Mm, yeah. Did. Nice little squad put together. Yeah. And I was I was very impressed because you actually turned down a bunch of deals and took less money yeah. to go to Israel yeah. just to prove yourself over there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I wanted to go somewhere where I could play my game. Yeah. It's been so long since I like did what I want to do on the court. Yeah. So that's what I did. So what do you mean? Did they let you? What do you mean play your game? What's, what's your game? Uh. Well, that's the thing. I don't really have a game. I just do whatever I want. So, so playing my game means let me do whatever I feel like doing at that moment. So, you know. so can you name like places where you were where they did not let you play a game? Like name a couple places where you felt like if they let you yeah. play your game. Wow. You, know, you, you guys know this. I'm just joking. Joe. I just want to say I was going to catch you slipping. And then... Nah, nah, nah. Everyone's been very nice to me everywhere that I've been. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's been good. That's, that's great. Now, let's talk about uh, how you got to WVU. Okay. B and Beeline. I'm, can, I'm, we, can we go back further, bro? Because he has like a super interesting, like before basketball, like before WVU, like okay. awesome story. Like, what's the story? You grew up in Taiwan, correct? Oh, excuse me, you were born in Taiwan, correct? And you moved back to America, Maryland, I'm assuming. And then you move at eight years old to to Beijing, China. And like, how was that process? Like, you know, going growing up there because you you were there from eight till high school, uh, some right? So, like, how is that experience, like, growing up in another country and you might not be totally – you're eight years old is kind of like a, you're developing still and you're in a new place or people you've really never been around before. It's the new customs and everything. It was definitely my formative years. Like, it's what shaped me. Like, that's why I was such a weirdo when I came back to the States, you know, which you guys obviously <laughs> knew. And, I mean, obviously from a basketball standpoint, too, like, uh, we – we we developed different in China. Like you guys went through the whole AAU circuit, and people knew your names. Coaches snagged you and worked you out. Like guys who played in well in China, we didn't do any of that. All we did all day was play one on one and do plyometrics. Mm. And so that, that explains the jumping. <laughs> that's ability. what you get. Yeah. How old were you when you were doing the plyometrics and stuff? Uh, I think my brothers and I started doing it around like twelve, twelve or thirteen. I'll take that down for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Write down no 515, too, because we never yeah. played 515. Really? Yeah. Never. Yeah. I can see that in your game, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a lot of – my chest was caved in after uh, every practice because – A lot of black dots and chests. <laughs> Tons of black circles Joe would in everyone's chest. put his head down and just drive through you. Where did you get that mentality from? Just to go through the person. That's a football mentality. It's a, That's a not-thinking mentality. It's a, an anti-mentality. It's just a mindless – you didn't draw a lot of, like, charges in games and stuff, though. I think I learned how to manage it well, like, not know how hard to hit guys. Yeah. Yeah. So 
That's what's up. Yeah. So after China Indeed. was uh, Maryland. Mm-hmm. As we discussed. Yeah. And Hardgrave, this is the school you went to? Yeah. I, uh, Hardgrave, it was a military <laughs> academy. We had to march everywhere. Really? It was terrible. Huh? It was, <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad, though. No, it was overall a great experience. But, yeah, the military part was not fun. You had to wake up at, like, 6 in the morning, make your bed. Make your bed, wake up, make your bed. People yell at you. It was a military school. We had, like, a drill sergeant. Um, we had to salute everybody. Mm. Yeah. Did you go to military school because you were a badass kid and you just had to go there or you went there strictly? No, I went because I was terrible at basketball and I really? needed to get better. Yeah. So you learned a lot from that school? Uh, yeah, I learned a lot because I was with nothing but D1 prospects there. Like, right. uh, a couple of NBA guys, too. And, yeah, that's why I went, so I could play with them. How was the recruiting process after, like, you went to a regular high school then goes to Hargrave? Like, how did that recruiting process change in a sense? It flipped. Like, in high school, I, I didn't have a single offer. I didn't have nothing coming out of high school at all. And then uh, after Hargrave, you know, I was getting recruited by WVU. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, cool, cool. That's a good choice. What made you decide to go? Back to John's question initially. Like, what made you decide to go? Yeah, who to else WVU? were you recruited by? Yeah. I think the only other thing I was saying seriously was Tulane at the time. Mm-hmm. And actually, that was two years before uh, Katrina. So it's a good mm-hmm. thing I didn't go because they all had to leave and didn't finish their career. That's crazy. Oh, that's yeah. crazy that mm-hmm. worked out. Nothing yeah. like that's what happened. No, people, <laughs> people had to leave, like evacuate the area. Though. Yeah, and the NCAA they actually, couldn't beat her. Yeah, they didn't give them, uh, what is it, like a year off? No, they, yeah, they, they didn't give them any kind of exclusion. For nothing. That. They counted wow. that year. Yeah. It happened to a lot of people. And they that's made them crazy. sit out if they transferred too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Didn't so, care. Mm. Shout out to NCAA. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're doing great here. We talked about before. Um, All right, so it was just Tulane and WVU. Uh, yeah, those were the top schools. Yeah. All right, so who came to your to see you? Who recruited you? Jeff Newbauer. Uh, you guys know him. I've met him once. I'm yeah. this guy, actually. He left in Yeah, he, he left right Kansas. when I got there. Was it Western Kentucky? Western Kentucky. Yeah, here we go. Western Kentucky. Yeah. Assistant? Yeah. Assistant, yeah. yeah, yeah. On, on yeah he recruited me, then he left uh, like right away when I got here. Cool. So we never huh. got to meet him. Really? How did that make you feel? Like the guy you, that recruited you just left as soon as you got here? Actually, it was like a weird introduction to the business side of basketball for the first time because I remember seeing him after I was here. And he's obviously a nice guy personally, but he was no longer my like yeah, daddy yeah. recruiting me. Yeah. And all of that evaporated. And for the first time, I was like, oh, like this guy was putting on a persona to get me to come to his school. Mm-hmm. And I realized that immediately because now he was at Western Kentucky. He didn't need me anymore. Yeah. And was he fi- did he get fired or he just left? No, he left. He he ended up getting a head coaching job there. Okay. They yeah. remember they uh, excuse me. I remember they went to the uh, tournament when uh, your junior year the next year. Okay. They yep. ended up going to the tournament. We were watching them. I mean, we did obviously better than they did, but oh my God. not to hold <laughs> grudges. Anyway, um. <laughs> All right. So you got Beeline. Yeah. That recruit. How how do you how do you feel about Beeline yeah. as a coach? Man, I was grateful to be coached by Beeline. Yeah. Like, I remember one time when I was in big trouble with him and Jerry Dunn, mm. and they had me in their office basically yelling at me. Trouble? What did you get in trouble? Wait, back up. What did you get in trouble I, for? I, it was my freshman year. I was in trouble for everything. <laughs> like and what? Like, new, some, some details. Something <laughs> happened at Towers. And anytime they call you in for any kind of punishment at Towers, they cascaded into all the bad things you're doing on the court. So, like, they were yelling at me about that, and I was sitting in the chair, and at the same time as yelling at me, they were like, on their feet, given instructional defensive like tips, <laughs> half guarding each other. Like Jerry Dunn, Jerry Dunn was like 65 years old at the time, yeah, like, and old. John Beeline was like 50, and they were like guarding each other and telling me what to do. And I wasn't really listening to them. I was like just thinking the whole time, like John Beeline is in front of me, like giving me instructions about being a better basketball player. Is he like famous to you? Like I knew that he was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do they take 
That's what I liked about Coach Beeline. Like, he'll take <laughs> – you got in trouble in the dorms. Yeah. And somehow he turned it into a basketball lesson. Mm. <laughs> I think for that particular thing, I shouldn't have been in trouble anyways. So I think he well, What did you do? This is, you got to tell Something us. happened at Towers, bro. That's all he said. This is a ball. Oh, I know. It. No. <laughs> do you? Know? Do you? Ish. Yeah. I Ish. wish I could have stayed at Towers, yo. We was in Lincoln. I had a blast I, there, too. I, I Shout out to like, Lincoln Hall, friend of the show. I think we could have had a better time in Towers because it was like Towers is co ed dorms, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait, Lincoln was only guys? No, it was co ed as well. It was co ed as well. Terrible but example. It was. The showers are in your rooms. Ah, uh, no, nah, we had coach showers. So, oh, no, nah, that's not true. Is that? <laughs> well, but that is what I got in trouble for. Really? <laughs> Somehow I knew that. I know Joe. Yeah, good times. <laughs> you were sneaking in the, in the girl showers, huh? Shout out to the tower showers. Revenge of no. the Revenge of the Nerds. So I've heard they're great. I don't know for sure. Very clean. <laughs> but nah, uh, yeah. So we saw a huge transition from when Beeline left. Yeah, and then how was how did you feel when B- Coach Beeline left? Mm, I was mainly feeling for him when he left because the whole city was attacking him. Really? Yeah, and there was a lot of negative things published about him, and even a lot of the team was like down on him. Yeah. You know, he makes promises to players yeah. to play for him. Did they sound down on him? No, I don't. Think I didn't so. say anything to him, Joe. Joe uh, Missoula <laughs> definitely was upset. Yeah. A, a, a ton of people were upset. Yeah. I don't think anybody like, attacked like, him. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody attacked yeah. him. Like the guys that were juniors, seniors, they were kind of like disappointed. They yeah. talked to him, and he was really kind of. I thought that he was kind of more. He was more bummed out about like bringing eight freshmen in and then leaving. Yeah, I thought that was his thing. So, he brought kids here. He kept saying that to us the entire meeting. Oh, I didn't mean to bring you guys in there yeah. and then leave. And it was just like, yeah, you so did I, it. I could see why you were upset there. <laughs> Not really. I, things so, turned out pretty decent. So that was your second <laughs> lesson with business and basketball. I mean, yeah, I liked how he handled it though because yeah. he took all that scrutiny and just said, "Look, I got to do what's best for me and my family." Exactly. Sure. And part of the way that he dealt with that made me respect him more. Yeah. Because I knew they were going through turmoil. Like I remember his wife calling me. And being like, you know, the family's upset. Nobody wants to abandon the school that we love. And yeah. their kids were in school in West Virginia, too. And I, you know, got the understanding that this is a difficult decision for them to make. Yeah. But he had to do it for a business reason. Yeah. So That's why, I, see, I noticed that about you, Joe. Like you said earlier, like, when you first got here, I mean, when I first got here, when we knew you in college, it was like you were a weirdo. We all saw you as like a weirdo. You had deep thoughts. <laughs> you had, like, you just went in-depth on things. And now, looking at you today... It's like you're like, kind of like a genius. Like, <laughs> you I, know know, I think I'm, my brain is just fried after ten years of traveling the world. Like you so. just you you see a different perspective on on different things. Like you know what I mean. Like you see the other side of things that yeah. other people normally don't see. Like you get deeper in the surface. I think it was uh, yeah, like an early exposure to living overseas kind of opens you up to the fact that there are other perspectives and right. the people around you. So then you kind of get into that habit where you know you're in this. Um, you know, you're in an echo chamber of everyone saying the same thing, and you've been outside of it for so long that right. you naturally provide that alter pers- alternative perspective. Right, so, right, yeah. right. Question: um, I know uh, John was talking about the um, you made a transition in a sense, going from Coach Beeline to Coach Huggins. I was kind of, I kind of felt that you, in the middle of my freshman year, you made a really good transition as far as your game, like being able to take over games at certain points in time. Like, I remember, like, the DePaul game to me, yeah. watching you play that game. I was like, wow, like, <laughs> I can see why I'm coming off the bench. <laughs> this dude's <laughs> really good, bro. 
and just to see like how you play against guys like Wilson Chandler, who's like obviously an NBA and yeah. so on and so forth for a ton of years, but like seeing the way you played against guys like that and did what you wanted to do, yeah. like I kind of felt like when that happened again my sophomore year, I was just kind of like surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Like yeah. it was that was my thought on it. Yeah, I mean, it's always when hard work meets opportunity, and sometimes you get into a space where you feel good physically and mentally, and you might blow up for a day or two, but the circumstances aren't right. Like, maybe someone else on your team is in the middle of them blowing up, you know, or maybe your coach is just not rocking with you yeah. that week. And yeah. it can be something as delicate as those three things aligning to where now you move your, your being on a roll for a day to being on a roll for a week. And sometimes you can ride that into – Draft night exactly. or something, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, when uh, Beeline left, Huggins is coming in. Yeah. What's your first thoughts about Coach Huggins coming in? I didn't know a thing about him. Not Nothing? one thing. I met him by the elevator at the basement <laughs> of the Coliseum. Yeah. I remember Alex was talking to him, and uh, Hugs dwarfed Alex. He made him look tiny. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about him. He was just real soft-spoken. He put his arm around me and said hi, and that was it. That was it? That was it. And you had what, – what was your thought process, though? No thoughts about him or what you thought the season I was going to be? At that you age, did no I, research? At that age, I wasn't thinking anything except hit the weight room <laughs> and when's our next workout. I mean, I don't know what you guys were thinking. But <laughs> yeah, you were always <laughs> – <opposite. laughs> The opposite. Yeah. You, you actually lived in the gym, like, literally. Yeah. Like, you had yeah. a mattress in the locker room. Yep. You wrote the code. I remember you wrote the code to the weight room on, like – a secret place. I won't yeah, tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. And you used to just sneak in the weight room at like twelve o'clock at night or yeah. whenever and just lift weights. Literally every time I went in the gym, you were in there. There was nothing else to do around here. <laughs> that that's true. Of. Nothing. You couldn't I, think of anything. I think you guys were into some stuff, but <laughs> you found us in the crevices. Oh, great places. We weren't acting up in our dorm rooms, but uh, we, yeah. kinda, hmm. we waited till we got out. <laughs> Shout out to the district, friend of the show. <laughs> so, you, so then. When Hugs got here, we saw a total trend. I mean, everyone saw like a total transition from your body. Mm. You gained a lot of weight. Yeah. How much weight did you gain? Man, I gained about 25 pounds that summer. Muscle. Oh, muscle. My yeah. God. How did you do that? Mm, it started because Hugs put his arm around me after our very first <laughs> workout, and he pointed to the weight room, and uh, and he said, like, he said, uh, like, you get your work done in there, and I'll get you to the NBA. Really? And I was like, all right, done deal. So... That's how it started. Then, t just like that, twenty-five pounds. Uh, I mean, Smalligan was living with me at the time, and <laughs> he could. T I just started eating myself silly. That's mm. basically how it happened. So yeah. why didn't you just put Smalligan under your wing and just take him with you to the NBA? Because he didn't need to gain weight. <laughs> I'm saying, but you <laughs> he are always a in whole another remedy. You live with Smalligan, type of gains. Yeah. but you lived in the gym basically. So why wasn't what the what was Smalligan doing? I invited him every night, and he's just like no. Uh, he had just passed out, I think, a couple weeks before that. Like, no, he, he fainted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Smalls. Uh, he started taking creatine is what happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so he tried to get yeah. him there. Yeah, yeah, That's right. You're right. Without, so what, what without happened drinking with water. Idiot. So what happened? What, the guy. What's that story? Well, you remember he, uh, he was... He showed up, I think, was he show, He showed up late to something, and, and Hugs and them were upset that so he punished him, so Chappelle had to make him flip the tire. <laughs> Who? Kevin Chappelle, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. the GA kind of, yeah, yeah. he was making him flip the tire up the up the ramp by where the elevator is underneath the Coliseum. 
So as he's flipping the tire, he gets about like halfway up when it's like third go and just like faints. <laughs> so they gotta call like a uh, they gotta call the uh, <laughs> the emergency room to come pick him up. Were people going to visit him in the hospital? No, like they, here's the funny thing. No, no, the funny thing is like me, I think me and Missoula were walking by and they were had him on a gurney and he's like seven <laughs> feet. Like, <laughs> he's seven feet on a gurney, so his limbs are like on the like hanging off. And then I think it was Joe, it was me, Missoula, and Ted Talkington. So we see him, and then Darius is on the elevator, and Darius is laughing. And the small gets like half, like awake. He's like, Shut up! He <laughs> like, carried him out in a gurney. Awesome story. Shout, out to, shout out to the gurney. We, we gotta get shout him out to the hospital. Shout out to the hospital. Shout Friend of the show. Smalling, yeah. We gotta show. get him on the show, yo. We definitely gotta get Smalls on the show. That was when the like that was his first time getting in trouble. That was everyone's first summer with hugs, right? Yeah. yeah. So oh, the, the, tires, were, the tires were new. The one-on-one defense was new. Yes. Was the weight room new? Like weight room. Mm, yeah, way way different than with uh, with John. Gios. Oh. No, I'm oh, saying B-line. was Beeline B- running oh, okay, the show. Yeah. You can ask Joe. I feel like Coach Beeline is definitely hands-on, telling Jeff like to take it easy. The weight, the like don't do anything. Kind yeah, of he micromanaged. He micromanaged the uh, weight room a lot. Yeah. So Joe, you you prefer Hugs' way of lifting in the weight room over Beeline. Yeah. So what was the difference between the two? Uh, I think Hugs' way matches like your youthful enthusiasm and your ability to take punishment and your need to be challenged mentally right. to a great extent because he, he was all about volume. He wanted more, more, more. It's kind of like negative reinforcement. We talked about that with Wells. Um, That's how Wells took it, though. Pavlov's dog. That's what he used to say, right? Hugs? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. Maybe just with Wells. I feel like that's <laughs> that, that was Wells' way. That's Wells' view on it, like, because Wells, that's the way Wells like approached it, and that like he thought about that after the case was over. Like, yeah. I had to like do this because I wanted to be a part of the group yeah. or part of Hugs's guys. Like, you know, that was his motivation. But it's, it could be different for other so people. So, what's the difference between the two? Is Wait. that uh, but is that why Wells got so strong and big? Because I remember coming back and he had, he had done basically the same thing. Yeah, like I, that was what he explained. It was more or less like you know, he. He basically, like, he did all this work, whatever they told him to do, because at the end of the day, like, he was comfortable with the fact that, yeah, I was one of, you know, I was one of his guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, that oh, was you the, are You were here when Hugs told Wells that he he couldn't make it to the NBA. He no, wasn't an NBA. I was, he was gone by that. He was gone by that. That was <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, you That's weren't like, here for that. It's, it's in a, a previous episode. That you should go yeah, listen to it. You should definitely listen to that. <laughs> Wells had a great interview. Wells had a really good interview. Yeah. yeah you're you doing really pretty damn fine yourself. Continue. Keep the keep up the good work. Uh, yeah. So the difference between Beeline and <laughs> Be, I mean, Hugs. Beeline has Beeline has a more nuanced strategic approach that I would equate to the way that we do it in Europe, which is you know listen to your body, be sensitive and, and humble about your limitations. And Hugs is about you don't have limitations, and at least you don't know what they are right now. So yeah. go push through walls, break through barriers, and at the end of the day, if you're broken, you're broken. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you survive, uh, if you survive, then you'll come out here and break other people. And I liked that approach. Yeah. Uh, so. All right. So that we saw that translate to the court later on, like mid-season, maybe. Yeah. Did you have a difficult time playing for Hugs at first, or just getting used to his new coaching style and stuff? Oh, it was a and it was a crazy challenge. Yeah. I think everyone. It was a big challenge for us. Like yeah. looking back on it, we can smile, but at the time, it's not a joke. It was unbelievably <laughs> stressful. Yeah. Yeah, stressful how? Like, well, how were you stressed? I know how I was stressed, but yeah. I was like third man on. The, I was behind you, Deshaun. Yeah. So I had different stresses. I was worried about. What, what, what was the starting small forward stressed out about? Well, 
I mean, even, even though Hugs was giving me every opportunity that I could have ever hoped for, and I'll mm-hmm. be eternally grateful for him for that, at the time, we were 20 years old, and it's stressful when someone's telling you every day that you're horrible. <laughs> like, you ain't Or you just had better. Yeah. Like, you know, I had a guy that could dunk through a, yeah. through a brick wall, and you can't even make a layup by yourself. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. It's very tough at first. And in retrospect, you know, it's our own, it's our own fault because he, he was right every time we didn't listen and didn't do what he said and he had right. to correct us but at the time it's like i'm trying to do what you want me to do yeah. and i don't know how yeah. and, and that was stressful yeah even to a point where you feel like you like, I, I th- you think you're trying yes. like you thought you gave your best at that point until like you really saw what your best looked like yes yeah your best and not from an effort standpoint because i feel like yeah. we were always given effort exactly. but we were just dumb yeah <laughs> i mean we were so. and 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 as much as stress as we were under at that time, now I look back on it and think how much stress he was under <laughs> and how stupid we were. Yeah. Like, how are we stupid? I mean, he would have to tell us things a hundred yeah. times a week for us to do it once, and exactly. then we'd forget it three days later. Yeah. So and you understand why he was calling? I mean, why of he was? Of course. <laughs> Not to mention the off the court stuff. Like, I mean, you can. Oh yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, bro. Like, it's like we were. There were. I, I'm not gonna lie. Besides, maybe. A couple guys here. We were like the group was flipping the tire more than anybody I've ever seen. Like since, like, since he's been here, like that that group had more tire flipping than anybody. Yeah. Jeff was outside at six a.m., five a.m. all the time that yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a light switch during the season. Like kind of was like, all right, you got it now. Do you remember me? What, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it happened in one play. It happened in literally a second. What, what the switch. Because we played Blake Griffin and all. The, you did good that game, right? I thought I had a good game. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought we matched up real well. Yeah. yeah. So when when did the yeah, when did it hit? Like, all right, I got it now. Uh, it hit when in the UConn game, there was actually a a dribble handoff that was supposed to happen between me and Darius, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to hand it to him at the elbow. And I didn't. I kept it and decided to do <laughs> what I wanted to do. And I said, I'm not going to do a, what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. And Darius said something to me. He What's was that? like, you know, I think he cursed at me real quick. Just real quick. You know, nothing malicious. Yeah. Was, you know, me and Darius are boys. Yeah. And he cursed me. He was like, you know, give me, the, give me the effing ball or whatever. Happened in a second. And for the first time on that team, <laughs> the first time with Darius, by the way, because everyone loves Darius. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was such a great leader for me since the day I got here. It was the first time that I said, F you. How about that? And, like, <laughs> and I went and took the ball to the hoop. And from that point on, it was history. Did it was you like, score? Yeah, I think I went and dunked it, actually. And, and he I, said, give you the ball? No, no, no. It was no, at no. the time. It was during the handoff. Like, at the instance of the handoff, I so faked it and pulled it back. And he said, like, give me the effing ball. And you cleared and, him out. And for the very first time, I thought, you know what? F you. This is mine now. And that was it. And you dunked it. And he dunked the motherfucker. We had to hear about As that the next year. For <laughs> Go up straw. <laughs> Joe dunked it. <laughs> my vertical is 22 that's what's up so, uh, Blake Griffin what do you remember about Blake Griffin playing against Blake Griffin I remember that game from like our team's perspective that we were sick of hearing how good this Oklahoma was yeah. like that team like we weren't scared of anybody Yeah. I thought Joe Mazzula brought most of that energy to us mm-hmm. and, and Deshaun too and myself and, um, and me <laughs> Don't forget me. You He's were young at the time. You were a freshman, but, yeah. but you you brought it too. I thought that whole team like we just weren't scared of anybody. Nah, yeah, and true. even when the whole coaching staff came in with an attitude like, "Look, we got a tough opponent here. You got to take them seriously." Like we weren't arrogant, but we weren't scared. Right. And that's how I felt against Blake in Oklahoma, and it showed. Like we, 
know, we could have easily walked away yeah, with that win. I thought we could yeah. yeah. So in this, the Sweet 16, we beat, uh, to get to the Sweet 16, we beat Duke. You yeah. remember that? Very well. Uh, you had a really good game. Yeah. Uh, your matchup was Kyle Singler, was it? Kyle and and uh, our boy. Yeah. Which one? He's um, LT. Yeah, no, LT wasn't LT. Even playing. Yeah, he was. was. he, was yeah, he, he playing? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, 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 cool. So, what was your thoughts going into that game against Duke? You know, powerhouse school, Duke. I know you probably. I don't know if you dreamed about playing for Duke growing up and stuff. No. No. Uh, tell me if you guys felt the same way. But at that point in the season, I had no thoughts about who we were playing or what we were doing. I thought we had complete tunnel vision that no one was going to F with us, mm-hmm. and we were walking away with a ring. Yeah. I, none of the outside noise, the pressure, the Duke, the tournament, any of this stuff was even touching my brain. Right. I was like, let's go out and just murder people. Yeah. I don't care who it is. That's why we like that mentality. Like you, were the le- like, you were one of the leaders of the team. You and Darius, maybe? Yeah. Darius, for sure, you know what I mean? But you were a different type of leader. You were just like, lead by example. Yeah. Silent, you didn't talk much, yeah. but when you did speak, it, everyone heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So is that like something that you try to do, or you just being yourself? Uh, do, you, do you look at yourself as like a, a leader, like a team leader? It depends what team I'm on. I've been on teams where I don't even belong on the team, so <laughs> I, I definitely wasn't a leader love, then. Love but those places. yeah, so, you know, when the situation's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Uh, and then against Xavier, mm-hmm. we lost. We did lose. Did we lose because of you? Was it your fault? Uh, I had I missed a free throw that could have won the game, yeah. but I made a shot that brought us to overtime. All so right. yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll take some of the blame. I don't remember. I just remember when I, I said definitely. that pick came to my mind because I remember you. <laughs> that what you set that pick? No pick. Pitt, he played oh, at Pitt. Pitt. He's talking about at Pitt. The Ronald Ramon three <laughs> that he's talking about. I don't remember. And you got Wellington Smith in trouble. Ah. And Hugs was cussing out Wells. It was like a switch or something that should have happened. And <laughs> they were cursing Wells out. And then Coach Harrison and looked at the film. Was like, From the was, court to the locker room. It was Joe. It was Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Hugs yelled at us after the Tennessee game and he said, he can't wait for his guys to get here? Yes. I can't wait for my guys to get here talking about KJ, Ebanks. And we have one of them here right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. One of his guys. And then he missed he you. He said that to me too. So I <laughs> just kept saying this. I'm gonna yeah, tell everybody this, and it's gonna work. <laughs> and then, he, then he missed you the next year. Yeah, though. Right. It's a really killed him this and year. Then, and then when you gone, like you did all this amazing stuff, like you never missed I a know. shot, yeah. bro. A lot of not. When I was a GA, <laughs> bro, you like should have heard the stuff he was saying about you, John <laughs> Truck. It was unreal. <laughs> just like, like you. That bo- truck will get that ball, <laughs> weave around, come. I'm like, what? Not you, not you. Not you can't you, even Javon Carter. You can't dribble it with your. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what are you? Thanks. Like, wow. I did. I thought you hated that guy. <laughs> so the NBA no. days, Joe. Yeah. How did it feel? Like, how did draft night feel? Going into the. I mean, I got a question. Yeah. Going into like the draft, you left early. Right. You were you on any draft boards or anything projected to go? I think a couple I was in late second round. Late second round. Yeah. And you finished and ended up getting dropped at eight. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's like, <laughs> that's amazing to me. I'm not even sure. We could definitely how, check that, that out. So how did, how did I that happen? I swore like in the very beginning. You definitely were in the second rounds at the very beginning of the yes. season. But as soon as we went through the tournament the way we did, you shot up quick. Oh, my god. Because they, 
your athleticism is like, yeah. fuck, you know, they they love that shit. So I always like, thought he wasn't because it's West Virginia. You know how people look. No, yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely understand at that point because I, I felt like he, he actually did shoot up to the first round. And then they're like, oh, he might go first round. And then he went to the workouts. Mm. And that's yeah. when. I remember being on the phone with Jerry and <clears throat> him telling me if you're going to go first, then you got to go. But if you're going to go second, then stay. Yeah. So that, that's what I remember about going into it. But how do you know? Exactly. Did, did, you didn't, like, test the waters, like. No. There wasn't, that wasn't even a thing back then, like. Ah, man. Sheesh, yeah. I, I ju- No, I jumped in and tested for, like, a week or two. And then once like, I I'm staying. saw that I had interest, uh, my first workout was with the Bucks, And yeah. once they said, we're going to call you back for another workout, and they had the eighth pick, then I was like, I don't need to test anymore. Because Jerry was like, if it's first or second, that's the difference. And I was yeah. like, well, there are a lot of Because I always wonder, like, when players go test the waters, how do they f- get, like, how do they find that, figure out, like, how they did in the workout? Well, and their agent gets feedback the from the teams. Yeah. Well, the player knows if they go to the workout and, and blow it. Yeah. But the agent will tell them afterwards, just like you get feedback about this team in this country wants mm-hmm. you, wants to give you this money, mm-hmm. or this team doesn't like you. It's the same in the NBA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you went and killed. I saw some videos. You just dunking on everybody. One on one. You use your one on one skills from Taiwan. That's what no one in these workouts anticipated that I had no idea how to play five on five. All yeah. I knew how to do was play one on one. And NBA workouts are just one on one. So they were in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And you just dominate everything. Because when you're here playing one on one, I don't even want to talk about the one on one games that we play here. Yeah. People don't realize that I don't know how to play five on five. I just know how to play one on one. Is that why you think it didn't work out with the Bucks? Uh, that's a part of it, a large part of it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's that's cool that you can admit that. Like, I don't I mean, know how to play five on five. I don't have to hide. I mean, I have strengths and weaknesses, and just like everybody. What else. do you mean you don't know how to play five on five basketball? Like, what do you mean? No, I do. Obviously, I, I'm yeah. saying that you know jokingly a little bit, but I'm talking about the workouts were one on one workouts yeah. in the NBA, which is kind of silly. They bring you in and, and throw roll the ball out like you're in playing street ball. Street ball, and, and that's what they got. So. Yeah. I remember you told me a story about uh, Richard Jefferson and his work ethic. Yeah. Talk, tell us a little bit about that. Rich at the time had been a top 10 scorer the previous season, and he used to come in before, uh, after shoot around and after practice and just shoot till like he was blue in the face. Like he just wouldn't leave. Really? And like I would be tired. And at that time, I was known as like a workhorse, but he would just keep <laughs> shooting and he wouldn't stop moving back. Like he would be like 15 feet behind the three point line, just mm. keep shooting. And this was after shoot arounds. Yeah. Like we had a game that night. I was like, Richard, what are you doing? He, just, he never <laughs> stopped. That's how I kind of used to look at you. So to hear you say you looked at him like that is yeah. kind of. But he was doing it with a smile on his face. That's the thing. There's <laughs> guys who have to struggle through that, and and it's you know it's stressful for them. But for him, it was nothing. Yeah. Did you learn? Did you learn anything from him or any other? Yeah, that he's a freak. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why that he's still you? playing at 40. Uh, I tried. Yeah. 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 I took a lot from Richard. I think. Yeah. So rookie season, how how was it for you? How'd it go? I mean, it was a lot of ups and downs. It was like. You know, all the good emotions, all the bad emotions. But overall, I was a rookie in the NBA, so I was happy. <laughs> so what? Uh, Bless you. <laughs> After the Bucks, what was the, what was the next move? Uh, I got traded to the Bulls. I got a call in the middle of the night from my agent, uh, at the, like the last day before the trade deadline. Mm. He was like, you've been traded. Were you worried about that? No, I wasn't thinking. You wasn't even thinking about I, it. I wasn't thinking about nothing. What's the process? I wasn't like thousand. That was like this right out, 2009. Yeah. What's the process? What's, how does that go? Like, did well, for me as a player, I was I wasn't involved in any of it. I just got exactly. the call, and he was like, "Hey, you're moving to Chicago." Hmm. I was like, so your agent didn't even tell you like they're thinking about it. Mm, did he, sure know? he didn't know. No, really, until mm-hmm. it was time. Yeah, nobody knew. Well, in my situation, no one knew. 
So, so did you have, was it like a stressful time for you, or were you, were you excited about going? To the I was stressed because I was I was injured the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like I got injured in preseason, and I had hadn't played at all yeah, at exactly. that point. So this was the trade deadline. It was like six months since I touched the basketball, and I just started coming back to play. And I did a few games in the D League, and I was excited to come back. So then I got traded to Chicago, and so I was like, all right. Maybe like, out. What are like that feeling? Just not having your destiny in your own hands. Like that's more of the stress than anything. You think? Uh, like are you trying to come back off of injury, and then all of a sudden, like as you're getting adjusted, it's like, uh, well, you're not going to be here anymore. I mean, for me personally, I was happy to go to Chicago. Really? I wasn't stressed. I was, right. I was like dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I was dancing in that practice facility. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls, man. That's true. That's true. Was Tyra? Was what do you call it? Tyra Thomas. Yeah, he was there, right? At the time, yeah. Derrick Rose was there. Like I was, I was partying. Joe Kimmel was your boy, right? I mean, we weren't real close, but like I admired him. Yeah. I really admired his work ethic and what he brought. You told me a story about how he only wears beads. He doesn't wear like yeah. gold chains and stuff like that. Why is that? Uh, he was saying like like I saved my money. Like I don't need jewelry. Yeah. So he he used to wear a ton of necklaces, but they were all like beads from yeah. some hippie shack shop. You know, like <laughs> he I like seems that. like a cool guy. Like super cool. Yeah. 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 So after the Bulls, what, what was the next step? Uh, after the Bulls, I went to the New Orleans Hornets for training camp, mm-hmm. and I signed a non guaranteed deal with them, and got cut after a month and went to the D League, mm. and that was it. Do you have any regrets about, like, the NBA career, what happened, or would you do anything differently? Oh, I'd do a ton different if I could, but nothing to the point where I'd say I acted so much out of character that I have regrets. Right. You know, like, the, the fundamentals were there, the fundamentals of work hard, compete, don't be a knucklehead, like, stay true to the game the best that you know how. You know, these were things I was doing, and, it you know, it didn't work out. Yeah. And I recognize it's a difficult business. So, you know, I wouldn't say I have regrets. At the end of the day, you know, I played in the league, so <laughs> that's <laughs> everyone's dream. Can't say that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're on the wall in the in the private facility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna get up there, so Oh you will. I might have to pay Think for it. You're there. <laughs> so how many years have you been playing overseas? This is my tenth season. Overseas? Over oh no, no, no. no, no, say. no. What? One, two, three, four. You got here in these five. Months. Been writing up, write everything down about you. You got like seven years, I've been like eight years. Overseas? Yeah, I believe so. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. 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 Is it yep. five? five? All right, cool, cool. I counted uh, Israel like two extra times. Apologies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. do you how do you like that? You you I mean I love it, man. It's like professional but I'm getting played to hoop and yeah. and to do I don't know. You guys play pro. Exactly. Like, you, know, you know what it is. Like I love it, man. The game. Like, like, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more. You on the? I mean, you played in Israel for what? The last two? Three uh, years? Last three years, I've been in Israel. You yeah. like it there? I love Israel. It's like my second home now. You was on the beach in uh, Tel Aviv. The whole country's on the beach. Really? <laughs> the whole. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has any expectations about Israel. Like all they speak up. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, KJ KJ was in Israel. Whisper. No, no, no. What, was it? you was in Israel? All of you guys have been to Israel. Got a problem want, with Israel, Kevin? No, I would. I would love to go to Israel. There's someone here from Israel. Do you have a problem? KJ suddenly goes quiet when we're talking about Israel. I know. Right? <laughs> don't put over, that on me. Over don't put that, that evil on me, Ricky Bob. He's over here mind mouthing. <laughs> you don't know what no, you're no, doing. No, I'm, I'm listening to a great conversation. I'm enjoying yeah. this a lot. No, Sitting back and taking this. So was the You was just on that that went to the championship. Were they on the beach? Uh, we were close enough. Yeah, we we're ten minutes from the beach. Mm-hmm. Almost all the teams there are on the beach. It's, oh really? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. It's a big league. There's sixteen teams. It's a great spot. Yeah. You like it there? Yeah, I like it there a lot. So after basketball, what's what's next? Yeah. 
I'm not thinking about it. I got another half a decade before I got to worry about it. You don't even want to think about it right now. No. I got. I still got time to focus. Like the way I see it is, I got a whole another college basketball career, like four or five years, yeah. but to to play pro. So it's awesome. Man, I'm gonna focus on that for right now while I can. Yeah. When so it's gone, I'll miss it. So we were talking strange. earlier, like about things that I want to do. Like I was telling you about my dreams and aspirations after basketball. And you dropped so many gems. Like, well, you could do this. You could do that. Da, da, da. You ever think about being like a, a consultant? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, <laughs> oh. seriously. Yeah, you really do have a like a way that you talk to people. Like I tell people all the time to ask me, like, I'm a GA. I'm sitting here. I'm kind of like I'm done playing ball. Like I want to just help other people get like reach their dreams. I'd rather just do that. And like he comes in when during his break of his season at the time, came in during a basketball practice. Was like, hey, Dave, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, Joe, I'm in the middle of practice. He's like, like, let me let me talk to you. Let me holler at you for a second. Takes me into the film room, and he's like, listen, I know you like helping these kids, and you want to be a coach, and this and that, third, but, bro, you're a fucking basketball player. Like, this is killing you. I can look at you right now. This is killing you, like, doing this. And I'm sitting there just listening to him, and he's like, bro, like, Go in the gym, get your shit together, and I'm sure you'll get a fucking job if you just get everything in order. And, then just, and I left, and I he, did just that, and I got my first job over then in he Belgium. Walked, then he walked out. He of left. I didn't see him for another like two years, bro. But that's the, the reason dark. why I got back in play. I got back in the plan to tell you the truth, because yeah. I got to a point where I was like, I quit. Like I'm tired of being injured, bro. bro. And just him talking to me for like 15 minutes, like, bro, like. That's the reason I, you got in the plan. That's the only reason I came you back. Told me that. You didn't even know that. Oh the gosh. more you know. Big time. I am oh right. Very, uh, very <laughs> inspirational person to me. It, because Joe just sees outside of the box. Like He didn't look at you and was like, well, damn, Deshaun can be a pretty good coach, so he's going to be a pretty good coach. He looked and said, what the fuck is Deshaun doing? He needs to be on the court. Well, yeah. the situation with Day was unique because I think I was the only pro at the time from WV because yeah. we don't have a lot of alumni pros say. like we don't have a, a big pool of people to draw on for that kind of wisdom right. and the coaches are obviously you know good resources for us but they're college basketball coaches exactly. they're not professional basketball players right. and so I was the only pro who could come back with that perspective on yeah. Deshaun and I had just gotten done playing in the NBA for a year and I remember coming back and playing with Day I remember very well that summer and I was like you know this this guy's a problem on the court, Thank and you. I had just spent the whole se- <laughs> I just spent the whole season Thank playing you. against uh, Michael Red like yeah. all year Tough. in practice, Garden Mike and Garden Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson is a top ten guy in scoring, and I remember coming back and seeing Day, and so to see what was it like? I think it was like three years later three years that you were going to be coaching. Like I was happy for you, obviously, but I remember thinking like he's too young to not experience professional basketball, considering the talent that he has, mm. and. You know, that's it. I think any other pro who would have been, you know, yeah. who, who would have been a pro at the time would have told you the same thing. But that's the thing, though. Being that, like, that point you just made, that was what I was just thinking now. Like, you, I watched you make it. Yeah. Which let me know, like, yo, if I really put in the time, like, and as soon as you left, I started putting in the time. Yeah. I felt like, yo, I can make it, too. Yeah. So when you came back and said, like, just like JC for these kids now, like, they see they were with JC last year. Yeah. yeah. Like, if that's not inspiration enough, bro, then you don't need to play. Right. Like, right. that's the inspiration right there. So, like, when you came back to say that, it was kind of like, all right, cool. Like, I might as well try it again. Like, the worst that could happen is if I got hurt again or I just didn't pan out. Yep. But at least I know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I never had, like, actually got a chance to know. So, it was very helpful. I thought, like, you know, you were somebody I literally still to this day, I kind of, like, look to 
as far as like advice and, sh- and stuff like that, basketball wise, life wise, all that stuff. Right, but. right. Good. So, any thinking about kids now or oh. anything? Oh my gosh. Family. He has uh, 10 in the country somewhere. He doesn't claim <laughs> it. They call him Uncle Joe. Uh, he sees them every once in a while. Man, I've never wanted to have kids while I'm playing professional basketball. You know, because we're on the, you know, I'm, I'm on the road too much and I don't know. It's just a lot of people manage it, but. F- just for me personally, like from a stress standpoint, mm. I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. So that's why. Like, uh, just like some guys, they need to go in the gym and shoot 53 throws a day, and other mm. guys just don't. Yeah. Like, I just don't think I could handle that stress. Mm. Yeah. So I admire on, guys who can. What's, yeah. What are your thoughts on marriage? Oh, my gosh. Oh, we, we spoke a little bit the other <laughs> oh, day at Taco, Taco Tuesday at my house, at the yeah. Flowers house. We yeah. talked about, like, you got like he out thinks out I was you? Nah, I didn't. Didn't you get yelled at for, for a plate that, of food? Man. Nope. Oh. Must be hearing the wrong news. <laughs> I asked my wife to make Joe a plate, and yeah, I, I did. Get I know you did, baby. I set it up. Is I that, was going. Like, <laughs> I set that whole stuff up just so you can admit that you lied and you got cursed out. <laughs> you lose credibility again. <laughs> Butler one, flower zero. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. But Joe, Joe came in. I asked just to make Joe a plate. Oh. Like, apparently, that's a, you can't do that. I mean. That's just being a good house guest to me. You can if you ask nicely, apparently. I, did. I said, babe, make Joe a plate. I'm going to throw a little bit of <laughs> tacos on there for him. Mm. But you said something along the lines of, like, because all the kids are running around and stuff, and you said something along the lines of this should be four, a four-parent system instead of a two-parent system. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Uh, I mean, no, I was Are just, you a polygamist? I, I, no, no not at all. No, <laughs> I was just talking about how <laughs> I was talking about how traditionally, you know, human beings raise children in villages or with communities, yeah. and that uh, conventional lifestyles mean that we're hunkered into a, a house where the kids are isolated with two parents, which is has its perks and its benefits. But I mean, as far as like a, a stress and time management standpoint, it makes sense that everyone's kind of out in the field together in the playground together. You know, everyone's watching each other's kids, and yeah. you know, that's all I was saying. It takes a village. Yeah, it yeah. takes a village to raise a child. See, the, the freaky side of me is <laughs> just case. thinking somewhere else. Yeah, you guys took it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys and then you sick. explained it, and then I was like, "Oh, well." You guys are saying that makes sense. Grow yeah. up. So I started to ask my wife, and I didn't go too well. So I got. You started to ask guys. her to bring two other people in the relationship. Two other women. Oh, oh you want to? Let's wow. do. Because <laughs> I, I thought that's what Joe was talking. Tridly, <laughs> quadrily, deadly. Like, Joe, I was like, Jess, what do you think about getting two other females in and, you know, help take, raise the kids and stuff? Joe said it makes sense. <laughs> Would that be all that you're doing? Is just taking care of the kids? Yeah, okay. Okay. raising the kids. Okay. Yeah. What else do you have in mind, KJ? No, no, I didn't have anything in mind. Yeah, I just didn't question, know the actually. requirements for what you were talking about. So you're a four-person marriage yeah. that you're trying to yeah. set up. <laughs> have you ever... Uh, mm. Have you ever uh, suffered from uh, sleep paralysis? Giants. No, don't answer this question. This is pointless. We're not getting into sleep paralysis. That you're trying to turn into a sleep paralysis is real. We know ghosts, seeing ghosts, and no, not real. Be quiet. It goes into a whole thing with. Be quiet. Ends up with him having sex with a ghost, and it's fake. It's fake. It really exactly. Just, just not get into it. You know what? The best bet is listen to the podcast. You'll hear it. That's Joe, do you believe in it. ghosts? You want me to cosign on? I'm you want you to co-sign, co-sign sex co-sign with ghosts? Either. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh man, I mean that's a that's a loaded question. Uh, All right, there's too, mu- there's too much that's unexplainable in the world to say that you don't. Don't exactly. What do you mean? 
break it down. Well, I mean, when you when you say ghosts, it has a whole lot of connotations attached to it. But you know, the more we progress scientifically, we're discovering a lot of things that in the past would have been considered ghosts, like electromagnetic energy. In the past, could have been the properties and things that it does could have been considered ghostly or spiritual or in some capacity. So, who's to say the things that are still mysterious to us now aren't going to be explained by that kind of, same kind of? Uh, approach in 50 years. Let's get Joe out of here. Yikes, man. No, he we gotta keep question. him here. He's the he has only. the question for every, He has the answer for everything. I'm trying to tell you. We need to keep him here and we need to get your clothes. This is how he spoke when in college. I'm a 17 year old on campus and this is how he spoke. Like <laughs> He's just explaining stuff just like this. And John says, just, shut up. Just and I walk <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. I know more than you, Joe. Shut up. Any of that information. Do you remember the talk season how, like in the back of the bus with like Ruoff and Bird and Bird. Vaguely. Like those arguments, like. About religion and oh, all types man. of stuff. Good times. <laughs> Great times. <laughs> Nothing hey, like I, arguing hey, religion with people think- that go to church every minute of every day. Yes. And I personally wouldn't thank Joe, too, because if it wasn't for you leaving, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have came here if Joe. If we Joe wish stayed. you stayed then. Yeah. Not just Joe. We'll take Joe over KJ. We'll take Joe over KJ every day of this week. But we're glad to have him because we have nah, a great friend nah, and a co-host. Like my my um throughout the recruiting process, that's when you were like going through the whole draft thing yeah. and just thinking about places to go. And it's like you were at my position, and at that time, I wanted to go somewhere where I could play immediately. Obviously, if you were there, I wasn't gonna play immediately. So it was just like you you left, and I was like, all right, I think I can. So he's go thanking here. you for so, getting out of his way. I'm so I'm get out of my way! Really thanking you. For I came here. Who I am today. So thank now, you. Get out of my way, so John. Thank you, Joe Alexander. So I appreciate that. Now, now we know how KJ feels about Wells. Backhanded compliments sorry, at their I'm finest. Sorry, you, what does Wells have to do with this? Backhanded this is your position. What? Backhanded no, Wells compliments. Was five. Wells was playing the five. What are you talking yep, about? He was backhanded Wells compliments yeah, with exactly. your host Kevin you're Jones. You're trying to start stuff that wasn't there. Thank you. Backhanded compliments. But back to my point. That Joe is so good that I did not want to come here because I did not want to compete against him. Now we know you that's, feel about That's Karen how Thurman. I felt. Oh, you felt yeah. that? Yeah. Exactly. You, you, that's how you felt about those guys. Oh, yeah. they suck. I'm coming. Cam Thurman, I can take his spot. And Cam? <laughs> Joe, if you had as much heart <laughs> as Cam, leave it, Joe, leave it up to Dave. All American. Leave it up to Dave and John to turn something. Story, so uh, we go to Villanova. <laughs> it's called the Pavilion or something like that. I can't remember. We're at Villanova, playing at Villanova. And we get blown out by like 50. So we get we get into the locker room. Hugs is talking to us probably for about 10 minutes. He's just disgusted with us. He's like, you know, I'm leaving. I got to go recruit. I got to bring my guys in here. <laughs> so he walks out of the locker room. So Coach Harrison is sitting there looking at us. And he's like, like, how could you guys play like that tonight? <laughs> this is terrible. Like, we, we practice all week. And then this is how y'all come out and play. And he starts going down the line. Goes, you could have did this. And you could have did that. Boys. And then he goes, Joe, like, what, what were you doing tonight? You were terrible. He said, we put Cam Cam Thurman in the game for 15 minutes, and he went out there and played with more heart than everybody out here. And, and it's Cam. <laughs> and he just left it at that. So, so he didn't say Cam sucks. No. So as right, we get so to the, we get that. on the bus. <laughs> so because everything happens to the bus, we add everything to the bus. So we get to the bus and we're, t- we're laughing about what happened. And, and everybody's back there joking, and I'm like, Yo, hey, and, and Joe, if you had half the heart Cam had, you'd be an All-American, <laughs> and Cam sucks. And that's how we portrayed the story Yo. with Cam every time. Yo, like, Cam all, was awesome, bro. I saw like, all yeah. the stories. We all just, the stories. We always, always added, added yeah, stuff to the story like, yeah, to make it funny. You said that, bro. Nah, it was like, it was like. <laughs> I'm glad you finally admitted but the way, that But, the, but the thing is, the way he said it, it was like, it was he might as well have said it. Like, you know. He's like, <laughs> if, if you had all, if you had as much heart as Cam had, we would have been out there doing great. 
And, and it just looked at Cam like, <laughs> it's Cam. like look at him, like, <laughs> look at Cam. Oh, do you remember after the Notre the Notre Dame oh, game? Oh man! <laughs> Cam, imagine just taking that on the chin, like. That's but that's how Wells felt the next year after you left. And the, like, the, uh, and you want to be a pro? <laughs> Fuck no! <laughs> Apparently, Wells called Hugs and asked him, could he play in the NBA? And Hugs waited until after a game where he oh, played really bad. Man. He goes, and my man Wells had the nerve to ask me if he could no. be a pro. No. And he looked at him and goes, fuck no. <laughs> he really did say that. And it was magical. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> that was an edit. That was real life. Not really. That was, that was a personal conversation. It was a personal too. conversation. Uh, he and that's when I learned. Uh, and that's when I learned to never tell Hugs anything personal. I'm never talking to him. I was going to tell him I, had, I was having a kid. I didn't want him to bring it up in a team. <laughs> Like, and this guy here is yeah. having it. Like, like <laughs> I don't want to tell. He doesn't him. want to play. He might kill. He doesn't want to play. He's having a baby. He's having a baby. <laughs> like, what? I'm Baby's sitting there taking like, up all his energy. I'm a GA. Oh. I'm like, I don't want to hear that in the GA's oh, office. Man. I hear that in the office. Yo, oh, Joe, you remember? Joe, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Man. Oh, thanks for having Good luck me. in all your future yeah, endeavors. Time. And uh, I know we'll still be talking. Where can people, like, you know, obviously places they can find you, watch the games, <laughs> wherever you may be. Do you, obviously, you haven't signed yet, so they don't know where exact, where you might be going. But just your social media, things like that? Uh, on Instagram, it's just my name, Joe Alexander. But mm. other than that, I don't even know where I'll be. So. <laughs> <laughs> wise words from a wise man. Yes. We didn't even get into the afterlife talks. Oh, oh man. I had this whole segment of asking you what's more important in happiness, peace, or pleasure. Ooh. I had an idea that I was going to run by you, but oh, just yeah, to get some nice. thoughts. Well, Joe, thanks for coming on. We'll man. talk after the show. Thanks, guys. Clap it up for Joe. Joe Alexander. Send it in, Joe! <laughs> y'all, make sure y'all follow us on the Final Forecast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's neat. Can you put some more conviction on it? No, I'm not. Yeah, play like you want to play. Play like you want to play, huh? And also follow me at dash (laughs) underscore three times. Instagram, I need every follower so I can get a verification check. (laughs)